I am Molly Marie Buckley. I'm the current Miss Intercontinental Wales. And today I'm going to tell you the truth about this beauty queen. Welcome to Pageantland, the UK's premier podcast for all things pageantry with your host, Jessica Barkley. Here you'll find guest experts, past, present and future queens, plus my own personal insights into what it's like to follow your pageantry dreams. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give us a share on social and pop me a review on iTunes. Now strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. Hello, 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 and welcome back for another episode. I'm, I'm just loving actually having the video element to these podcast episodes. Um, so any of you that are listening to these, this mini series was actually recorded with video, whereas I don't even normally turn the camera on. Um, so it's nice to actually see faces and smiles. And I think it does add like a different dynamic to conversation. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to make people do just not video to use but like just turn the camera on so we can see each other I think that'd be nice um, moving forward um but let's get into today's question so question number one how long have you been competing in pageants oh I've been competing since 2012 so that's like eight years <laughs> That makes me feel really old. <laughs> That's weird. Um, yeah, I started off in a regional heat for Miss England, for Miss World, and then moved into the like Miss Earth system because I was having a year out and I was like volunteering at a wildlife park at the same time and it kind of all lined up. Um, and now I entered the new era of Miss Intercontinental UK and was very lucky enough to win this year. So yeah, eight years. <laughs> Oh, I really hope it doesn't take me eight years to get the galaxy title, <laughs> or at least eight, not eight more years. I'm um, trying. I competed four times for one title. I my next time will be my fourth galaxy. Um, everyone's like third time's the charm, and I'm like, well, I hope so, but no, fourth time's the charm. <laughs> hopefully, it all happens when it's supposed to happen. I absolutely exactly. Yeah, very much, very much believe that too. So yeah, I always say I do the work and I leave it with God and he'll decide when it's the right time. So that's yeah. fine. Um, what's your favourite part of competing? My favourite part of competing is like all the prep. I always say this to everyone because we all, pageant girls within the UK often mention the kind of negative stereotypes to, that people have towards pageantry. And my way of combating that is going, yeah, well, look at all these things that I do. Look at all the charity work that I get to be involved with and the organisations that I get to work with and the people that I get to meet. And for me, that's like incredible. Like being able to go to an event and say you represent a system and you represent all the things that you like hold dear to yourself like yeah. helping others and being involved in your community and I'm an actor I love like being in a big group of people who all want to do the same thing and whether that's raising money or getting out on stage in your bikini because that's just incredible to me so yeah it's the prep and it's the competition and it's all 
like oh my god the miss intercontinental uk girls have just been like slowly the next lot of girls yeah. are being announced on the instagram page and literally every time someone posts i i feel like i'm competing like i'm like oh my goodness i'm so excited for them and i'm like looking on their instagrams and like i'm really excited to see what they do and i do that when i compete i'll like follow all the other girls and and see what they're getting up to and i love it everything there is no one section um, how would you describe your on-stage style? I'd say my on-stage style is definitely the thing that's changed most about me through pageantry. So a lot of people say they gain their confidence in pageantry. Now, my mum will tell you I've been since I like was born, basically. <laughs> I was always the one wanting to be at the front of the nativity and is why I want to be an actor and, and all of that. So. I, I wouldn't say I got my confidence through pageantry, but I definitely would say that my on-stage style is what's changed so much because at first I had no clue and I've never had any catwalk training, um, which is something I would love to do in the future. So I'd say my on-stage style is just myself. I don't suddenly like become extra sassy because I kind of think I already am a bit sassy um, or like become extra elegant because being big-headed I think I have quite a lot of elegance within me but also a lot of power and strength so all of those things combined really would be my on-stage style not one thing <laughs> I'm not giving you straight answers right now it's like all of it everything everything I like everything um how would you describe your personal off-stage fashion style Ooh. my style icon is Lydia Elise Millen. I don't know whether you follow her on YouTube or anyone that's watching. She, it's like elegant and classy and like simple, kind of like half business dress. I'm a nanny as like my day job that pays the rent and the bills and all of that. Um, and I don't often like what, you know, you, you could go in, in a jumper and jeans, but sometimes I like going in a nice pair of trousers and a blouse just, mm. Mostly so that people don't think I'm a young mum. Yeah. <laughs> when I've got no makeup on, I can look about 15. So sometimes when I've got three kids with me, people are like, ooh. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, they're not mine. I mean, I'd be proud of them if they were, but they're not mine. <laughs> so, yeah. One of my friends is a nanny, and she nannies with her daughter as well. So, um, and I think at the time her daughter was very tiny and she had two children that she nannied for. But she also looks a lot younger than she is. She's got great skin. It's not fair. <laughs> and looks, and she's like, I just got abuse at the bus stop from some old woman about the fact that I was so young and had three kids. And she's like, I'm not that young. And they're not all mine. Other people go, are they all yours? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, none of them are, but <laughs> rude. Um, <laughs> but you also don't know what to say because a lot of people are like one of the, the children I look after he's brilliant he always opens the door for me because I've got a big buggy and whatever and someone will always be like oh open the door for mummy and you kind of just laugh awkwardly <laughs> you can't be like no um <laughs> they're not mine but because then, then you'll get another strange look like why have you got them <laughs> yeah whose children are they yeah. whose children are they <laughs> I still get that with so my partner and I aren't married yet and mm. we always get called husband and wife yeah we don't even question because we've all got the same surname now anyway because of our daughter we changed so um and we will at some point we just mm. don't have time <laughs> um, and um 
so I kind of like I've just given up correcting me yeah, yeah given up correcting me just just nod along yeah you feel really awkward if you correct them and I'm like we don't need to put any awkwardness into the world like yeah. let's just leave it um but yeah my, back to my personal style um I would say it, it's kind of like smart casual but then I spend 90% of my life at home like in my pajamas like absolutely I don't like dress like this at home ever <laughs> I love a pair of pajamas I'm like big baggy jumpers and big fluffy socks mm-hmm. I'm like it's just it's just a happy place like, yeah absolutely I'm like what's not <laughs> I'm definitely the kind of person that as soon as I get home even if it's like two o'clock straight in my pajamas yes yeah. like wash anything off your face I don't know yeah. what even when I don't I don't I rarely put foundation on now because mm. I'm I'm getting older and it just it just sinks into the wrinkles and it just emphasizes any kind of thing I'm so I'll just kind of dab a bit of concealer on even now I've just got dabs of concealer on the red patches mm. there's no face going on um and and even that, I still feel like I want to go and wash my face. Take it off. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm absolutely the same. Um, because I went to drama school and you don't wear makeup at drama school. They they actively tell you not to because they strip everything away. And, and you uh, makeup is like a mask, whether it's a something that's positive and makes you feel empowered and incredible or whether it's like the same makeup that you wear every day. So it makes you feel like you. Whereas at drama school, they want you to be able to be... 10 million different people so so makeup's like a big signifier and that's why we wear uh, blacks as well we wear black clothing to just like make a blank canvas so I got very used to very quickly conducting my everyday life for four years without a face of makeup on so now when I go out to work when I go out to the shops whatever I'll often well I'll always not wear makeup I probably put makeup on about three times a month if I'm lucky <laughs> I try and I try and batch makeup related things together which is why I recorded yep. all these on one day because uh, <laughs> I was going to put some makeup on and I sort of touched it up for different interviews and changed my eyeshadow colour and um, <laughs> that's been about it. Um, I did but, the same, I recorded a video, I recorded a video last week and then just changed my lipstick colour and took four different sets of images for Instagram because I was like <laughs> I'm not taking, like this took an hour. <laughs> make the most of it like get as much <laughs> in as possible Absolutely. I, I think like next time I do a, a Charlotte Clemmy portfolio day I'm gonna take even more clothes and between each like pose change my top into a selfie and then get into my next yeah. outfit for her <laughs> get, like twice as many oh hello Lola we've got three dogs in the house and two yeah. cats so you'll might occasionally <laughs> see something jumping around or the camera might wobble um because if I don't have the little ones with me they tend to like whine if they can hear me talking in the house but they can't be with me they're like what's happening so um yeah if you do see and then Lola's our housemate's dog and she's like medium size so she was just about to jump on the bed and I was like what <laughs> it's gonna flatten me <laughs> yeah so what's your morning routine like usually I guess with lockdown everything's a bit different but what's your normal morning yeah. routine like? My routine in general is because I'm freelance in everything that I do like I'm a, a self-employed actor I have my agent so I work with them um, and I'm a self-employed nanny I'm a freelance acting teacher as well so every morning can be really different some mornings I'll be up at 
6 a.m. for three days in a row and then I won't be up till 10 a.m. for three days in a row. So it tends to just start off with a micellar water cleanse and a moisturise. And if I'm up at six, there's no breakfast. Um, there's a coffee on the train on the way to wherever I'm going. Um, but again, this morning I was up at 10. It was lovely. My partner brought me an Alpro yogurt and some strawberries in bed. And that is, that oh. is a regular breakfast for me. Um, because I'm vegetarian, been vegetarian for 11 years, and we like reduce our usage of animal products. So like, if I enjoy coconut milk in my coffee, that's what I'm doing, and I haven't drank cow's milk for two years. I like Alpro yogurts, so why would I go and eat a cow's milk yogurt when I can enjoy? And that's how I started off being vegetarian as well. It was just like, I had corn chicken nuggets when I was about 13 and was just like these are just like normal chicken nuggets why, <laughs> why am i eating chicken chickens ones? yeah <laughs> yeah basically uh, we are slowly we were doing six days vegan and then one day was cheat day was meat day yeah um, I, like that. I like thing and then we sort of slowly we've seen so many benefits from it from like massive crates of vegetables arriving just just so i just should have taken a picture lot the last lot that came because it's literally wow. just two massive crates for 30 quid these wow. two massive crates of like loads of amazing fruit and veg from a local um veg guy um he picked them up at the market that morning dropped them off to me like two hours later um and just the energy levels and the like the lack of packaging and although we did try tofu last night and it was a bit of a disaster i've never ever liked tofu and everyone tries to feed me lentils i don't like lentils they're like it's vegetarian food i'm like no it's just food no, no i'm not, <laughs> not nice. i don't like lentils my kid loves lentils like literally we had to tell her she was only allowed two portions because the next day her tummy gets really bad if she's had like but her portions are like adult she'll have two adult sized portions and still want more of the red lentils but <laughs> oh, my partner's a really good cook so he makes them really well i guess but um i want to learn how to make my own like the burgers and stuff and and things like that so that's what we were trying to do with the corn uh, not with the corn with the tofu was everyone's like there's so many different options of things you can do with tofu but the first that's attempt did not go well i've had such bad tofu so i just i avoid it at all costs now i'm just like no 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 <laughs> you keep working on it because i do think a lot of yesterday's fail was my fault um no, no. Yeah, fault. no how i cooked it and prepared it i was all rushed i'd been baking like um made like vegan biscuits and they were so much nicer than the tofu <laughs> i just i just think that like because i i my partner ate meat when we moved in together and now his parents think that it's my fault that he's vegetarian but it's not i swear <laughs> it's for different reasons um but like i live with two housemates that eat meat my whole family eat meat like i'm the kind of person that's just like if you know where it comes from and like you can justify that with everything with all the foods you eat we eat things yeah. with palm oil in that's you know that's really bad for the environment and um when i travel i'll eat fish because there's fish oil in absolutely everything when you're in like asia and malaysia and places mm -hmm. like that um and i think as long as you're doing your bit it doesn't matter what you label yourself whether yeah. you're vegetarian pescatarian polo pescatarian flexitarian vegan like i think the labels scare people yeah when what you were saying earlier about oh we tried to do this many days a week as as this i think that's great even if like um 
my partner's parents now have started saying we're swapping to having three vegetarian meals a week just because mm-hmm. they watch a documentary and, and learnt about the health benefits and the environmental benefits. And they're not saying that they're stopping eating meat. They're just saying they're being responsible and reducing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important. And you shouldn't scare yourself with like a label because that's what I always got bullied for when I was younger. That's why it says in my Instagram bio, I was veggie before it was cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I got like, like, mercilessly like people would be like you're missing out you're being ridiculous it's already dead on the shelf you may as well just eat it i'm like okay that's supply and demand but you're 11 (laughs) (laughs) you don't understand um but now like the children that i teach think it's so cool that i don't eat meat it's not something i bring up all the time but like we'll have like discussions about the world because that's what's really important as actors to know loads of different people's opinions and loads of people different people's experiences so we'll have these discussions about diet and politics and and religion and things like that and now they're all like oh I want to be a vegetarian but my mum won't let me all my friends want to be vegetarian but their mums won't let them (laughs) and I'm like when I was at school everyone thought I was crazy and now it's I think the the god not to sound old or anything but the younger generations care so much more about the planet than we did I remember and um, so I was married before and I had three stepkids and we we recycled it was just yeah. I was like that's what we that's what humans do isn't it we just recycle yeah. wherever possible and this was a long time ago um and she said at school they got asked to put up their hand if they recycled and she just shot her hand up because she thought well everyone will put their hands up surely yeah. and she was the only one in the class oh. <laughs> class a secondary school state secondary so what 30 something yeah, 30 plus, yeah. one family recycled and we lived in the country we lived in a lovely little cornish seaside town mm. where people should be aware about looking after their environment with like surface against sewage by it. like uh, what like how did was I'm, I'm hoping it's changed i mean she's I think so. not at school anymore she's grown properly grown up but I think it's changed I think I think it's the kind of way that everything's going and I I think the current situation that we're in at the moment is really encouraging that because the amount of change that we're seeing as we've reduced our impact on the world and the amount of countries that are having cleaner air and more wildlife and things like that I think hopefully it opens people's eyes and makes them realize the impact that we do have on the world. And hopefully everyone keeps saying they want things to go back to normal. I don't want things to go back to normal. I want things to go back to better. (laughs) I want them to improve. Yes. (laughs) I want, I want change. And I, I think, you know, this clapping the NHS and things like that, I think it's incredible. So now we need to use our politics and our voices and our vote to make sure that we keep our NHS and we save our NHS and we need to put people in power who want that and want to keep the NHS as ours and not as... I mean, we have so much power to... I I find it quite... um, What's the word without sounding too preachy? I'm going to go with ironic... (laughs) <laughs> that's slightly softer version than the yeah. word I probably want to use um ironic the people that are going out and clapping the nhs yeah and and are complaining about how uh, underfunded it is but they won't do their bit from home by being slightly healthier 
like the massive impact you can make by doing some exercise, not a heavy workout, not a heavy lifting section, but 30 minutes of basic exercise a day and how much money that could save the NHS and people won't do it. And I'm like, a what? Like it's, it's basic. There is basic things that we could all be doing that eating that little bit, healthier like giving up one mcdonald's a week for those that are really those are really bad eaters and um, have massive food addiction issues just giving up one and make yeah. a slight change and they won't do it and yet they will spend so much time complaining that the nhs is underfunded and it's like yeah but the solution is also for the nhs to need for us to need them less less yeah because then there yeah. wouldn't be it's like with everyone staying inside, there's less like A&E admittance. So there are, is slightly more help towards coronavirus, which is great. And they're, they're turning around and saying things like, if, if you're going to go out and do your exercise, please don't be doing backflips and learning to rollerblade and things like that. Because Put a bike helmet on. Yeah, if you hurt yourself, <laughs> we're a bit stretched. Yeah, we're a bit busy. It's like, we're here if you need us, but please don't need us. You don't need us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, complete politics and, and, and everything like that aside, when it comes to crapping the NHS, for a few um, weeks, like half an hour after the clap, there's someone's been like, Put, like setting off fireworks and for the yeah. first three times it happened me and my husband were like why are they setting off fireworks in daylight and then when they did it on on Thursday we were like oh <laughs> it's to continue the the clapping thing uh <laughs> asked them not to they've said that the fire lanterns and the the fireworks because loads of NHS workers were coming home to really upset animals yeah and then they were coming home stressed from a shift to deal with stressed animals because of the fireworks. I mean, yeah. fireworks are so unenvironmentally friendly. The lanterns are so unenvironmentally friendly. It's like, yeah. you know, you're trying to do something nice, but you're not. <laughs> Beep your car horn. Not a nice thing. <laughs> um, right, we're going to try and make the last ones a bit rapid fire because we, we can talk for ages. Um, so where do we get to? Uh, we've done morning routine. Number six, um, we've got 15. Um, number six, how do you like to stay healthy? I obviously did a very physical degree. Acting is an incredibly physical degree, like 12 hours a day, five days a week. Like it's really physical. So I love things like yoga. I love stretching. I love little hit workouts at home. I've learned loads of different ways that I can move my body like from my degree. Um, I also love walking. We do a lot of like walking fundraising challenges. I've climbed mountains and things like that. So I love walking. I love rock climbing. Me and my partner go rock climbing in like the little archways in London. They're, they're businesses, not actually rock climbing in the archways. <laughs> <laughs> no, they have like <laughs> little rock climbing places like that, and um, and my little sister horse rides. So when I go home, I try and hop on the horse every now and again and fail miserably. But I, it's on my CV, so I have to get better at it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, lots of different things. I'm I, I haven't been going to the gym like throughout my degree because it's discouraged because of the way you use your body in the gym and. Mm -hmm with acting they want you to use your body in a different way um but i did sign up to the gym two weeks before lockdown <laughs> so hopefully when it's all over i can get 
back in the gym and use the knowledge that I have to make sure I'm being safe in the gym for an actor's body as well. Amazing. What's the biggest lesson you've learned from pageantry? I think the biggest lesson I've learned from pageantry is to, to cheer other people louder mm. because, because when, when I was growing up and you, you work with a group of actors, I've, I've been acting since I was five and I talk about it all the time. You work together and you work as a team and everything's very like level. They expect everyone to kind of commit the same amount and respect each other in the same way, which is brilliant. It's a brilliant way to be raised. And then coming into pageantry and seeing people do like more than you in inverted commas or people that are just starting out and, and learning to like cheer everyone on was really like eye opening for me. I don't know whether that sounds like a good thing or not. I'm meaning it to sound like a good thing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But like making pageantry is such a big community and, and, and making sure that you're connected with it all um, is really interesting. And it's something that I've learned more and more and been encouraged more and more to do is to make sure you're always like being everyone's cheerleader yeah. as well as your own i love i i love going along and cheer and my kids now really into it and she'll yeah. like well, loads of people commented apparently you could see her on one of the live i think the live stream from the last night of galaxy you could see her oh. like sat on my lap and stood on the chair next to me like going for it like everyone was like on the stage waving at her in the parade oh. Um, like as they came past she sort of waves at all the people all the contestants walking past and she absolutely oh. loved it. um but I did keep I mean she's nearly three but she's sort of processing things um mm. and explaining to her how important it is that we all cheer each other on in yeah. life um and everyone's like having a deep meaningful conversation with the toddler and I'm like yeah because it's gonna get in her head yeah, the words in and the meaning the meaning really goes in with kids and like the, and it's the repetition that's how we learn is through repetition and I think um I think it's again going going back to when I was younger I was like one of the only people in my school there was there were three of us that did a-level acting so it wasn't and and doing pageantry and things like that wasn't really something that everyone knew about so I didn't have a lot of people cheering for me if you see what I mean like not actual cheering but like support for what I wanted to do everyone kind of was like oh you want to be an actor like that's not possible like no one from my school had ever ever gone to drama school ever um so yeah having that experience of having to cheer myself on and then pageantry made me cheer other people even louder that's that's where I meant to go with that <laughs> um number eight what's the biggest goal you'd like to achieve in your lifetime I would I'm gonna do career and and pageant wise um career wise to be in a Shakespeare production either for the RSC or the Royal Shakespeare Company or for the Globe Theatre Company that would be like me hitting the pinnacle of my career I love classical theatre so that would be like phenomenal um pageantry wise I want to be a director I do I don't ever want to stop doing pageantry I don't ever want to stop supporting women on these incredible journeys to find more confidence and to find their their 
feet and their things that they're good at and to have a platform to use their voices yeah. and obviously you age out at some point <laughs> for most systems um and yeah so i want to be a director for a system that has real meaning for me because i think it's really important to really believe in a system that has meaning so yeah those are my two things classical theater and be a pageant director Oh, I should be a pageant director. I, I, it's not. I, I'd like to judge and compare. I really want to get into comparing for pageants. Yes, same. Like, compare your pageant when you when you first direct it. It's a deal. <laughs> but yeah, I would love to compare as well, just because it combines my career and and my pageantry. Sorry about Winnie. The postman's outside, so she is like a bit nervous. Yeah. What's uh? What are the three words that your friends and family would use to describe you? This is so hard because I have so many like different as like parts of my life. So I have so many different sets of friends, if mm -hmm. you know what I mean. Um, and I, I think it's really important to obviously always be yourself, but I think you do like adapt to who you're with or like what scenario you're in. Um, I'm again, an actor, I mention it all the time, but <laughs> as actors, we're chameleons. Um, I think, self-assured would be one that everyone would say my mum said I've been grown up since I was nine years old um she was like you didn't need me <laughs> you wanted me you didn't need me um so yeah self-assured positive I know that's really cliche but but like the full meaning of the word of like I will always see the positive in a situation even if it's the worst situation like Ever. Last year was the worst year I've ever had for like family reasons, career reasons, pageant reasons, like everything. 2019 was like, bah! and then it went up when I got this. <laughs> um, and just because of the people that surrounded me at the time, like it skyrocketed. So confident in, not confident, positive <laughs> in seeing the good in any bad scenario or and like I was saying earlier I think that everything happens for a reason so that's where I get my silver linings from that there will be a reason for it to have happened so yeah self-assured positive and goofy <laughs> I'm a bit goofy like some of my hobbies and 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 some of the things that I love I've, I've currently hatched some giant African land snails they're on my side table now tiny little snail babies and i i that's the least glamorous thing ever but i don't care i like snails and i liked working in a wildlife park and you know shoveling lima poo because i got to be in an enclosure with the lemurs and i like horror films and i yeah i want to do tough mudder as well that's something that i really want to do so i'd say like yeah unpredictable or goofy I see, I'd love to do Tough Mudder, but I don't want to be, I don't want people shooting paintballs at me and I don't want to be electrocuted. So I'm leaning more towards doing a mini Spartan. Nice, yeah. The electrocution thing, I'm like, oh, paintballing, I'll be like, okay. <laughs> no, not having paintballs shot at me, not being electrocuted, but, but maybe like, obviously we're now in lockdown, but if, if after all of this, I can find, because they did a mini Spartan, a 5K Spartan nearby, and um, I've got a friend who's an elite Spartan racer, so he does like the 24 hour races. Yeah, no. <laughs> but there are some like 5K mini versions, so I'll like have to like rip you into one of those. Let's do that. 
We could call ourselves the Snail Squad. Yeah. Check out my Instagram for lots of stories of, of snails in my pet's highlight at the moment. And the dogs, who are very cute. Amazing. <laughs> so, what's your favourite post-pageant cheat meal? Domino's. <laughs> there was that, no hesitation. No hesitation. There, is, there has been a bit of a pizza theme going on. Yeah, I love a Domino's. Like, Domino's is just my favourite cheat meal for anything. Love, love forever. All the time. Domino's. Veggie <laughs> Supreme. Uh, barbecue base. Add some pineapple. Um, so there. <laughs> if you could be remembered for just one thing um, from pageantry, what would you like it to be? Um, for never giving up. I think eight years to get to a national title is is a good way of showing that I will never give up but I also want to encourage other people to never give up and sometimes you do have to adapt sometimes you have to say goodbye to what you thought was the dream title for an incredible opportunity and an incredibly supportive system and an incredible director and I'm gonna cry because I love Lily so much she's incredible I've said incredible 10 million times but you have to sometimes reanalyze and readjust and don't don't let that make you feel like you have given up yeah if you if you want it for the right reasons if if you know you want to be involved in pageantry because you want to be a mouthpiece and you want to have a platform and you want to do again the word incredible incredible things sometimes you have to course correct yeah but that doesn't mean you've given up and you know hopefully i am testament to the don't ever give up on something you can't go day without thinking about tribe yeah i love that i love um if you could change one thing about the uk pageant pageant industry what would it be more sponsors (laughs) oh yes yeah like honestly going to internationals and like meeting the amazing girls from all around the world who have like pageant communities and pageant fans where it's literally like the super bowl to them and it's like wow that's so cool like i wish people had that much respect for us and like people wanted to support us just because like i think the pageant community and us as pageant girls can do so much for businesses for charities for independent businesses and people and and we can be like a really good representative and i think we need to create more opportunity to give more benefits to more sponsors and then it would it would grow because there are like so many opportunities for girls all around the world and I think we deserve that yeah not like because of how we work at getting sponsors and then how they use the sponsors I mean Harriet Lane brilliant example Mm -hmm. um gets loads of stuff sponsored but she's worked really hard at building a really good social media base that is so it's beneficial for people to sponsor her because they get a rate of return for it you can't just get a sponsor and think you don't need to do anything you are then the face of that you need to promote them I mean the one of the reasons behind starting the podcast is that we wanted to create a place that was worth people paying to advertise on um, that would then create a fund to be able to sponsor some of our national title holders Um, that is the only financial element to the podcast is that I want be, I want it to be big enough that advertisers will benefit from paying to be advertising on it. But then that money will go into 
being able to sponsor our national our national okay. competitors um, that's what it's all about it should be about creating a business relationship that yeah. is beneficial to both parties and and that's just like we talk about like influencers and like social media influencers are just people that live their lives and, and earn their money online they are creating valuable business relationships yeah. and that's what that's what pageant girls do in other countries and like I see some of the girls that I've like competed with or met through pageantry that, that are in other countries doing like incredible campaigns for like massive beauty companies and huge charity work and, and just just slaying the game pageant wise. And I think that the UK pageant girls could do that. Yeah. Now we just need to kind of like respect. Yeah, there's this element with we need to take it a bit more uh, seriously and be a bit more professional with it if we want the businesses to buy into us because in other countries the pageant contestants are a lot more professional with how they approach things so um we've done a few episodes there are a few more coming out that have been recorded already and a few more that um, are planned um Mm -hmm. to help uh those contestants in the uk that want to be that bit more professional with what they're doing um in in on the basis that we can then grow the industry as a whole in the uk so yes thank you for bringing that one up um what would you like to do to make the world a better place (laughs) sorry that just reminds me of the like you know how everyone's always like oh pageantry is always about world peace (laughs) world peace (laughs) world peace (laughs) obviously that would be lovely um but I think the way that you that, that us as individuals can make the world a better place is just by doing our best. Like we were talking about earlier about dietary ways that we can just do our best. Do whatever is your personal best and what you think you should do. Yeah. And if as long as that doesn't cost you your happiness, yeah. You should do your best all the time and I think that that's what we can do is do little things because you're not going to change the world as just you but you can be the ripple effect you can be the person that they say if you smile at one person they're going to smile at another person and they're going to smile at another person and by the end of the day 50 people may have been affected by your smile and that's what I think that anyone can do to change the world is is just keep putting out whatever they think is their best and if you have a bad day or a bad month or a bad year it doesn't matter because you just when you realize that then you can carry on being your best uh, what are you most looking forward to about internationals i've already been <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to going back next year. Thanks, Lily. (laughs) Um, No, Um, what I was most looking forward to about internationals was the opportunity to go to Egypt, which was incredible. And because with Miss Intercontinental, it's so different every year. Like there's some pageants where they have really similar activities every year, um, or they have like the same kind of like journey through the three weeks or whatever that you're there, mm-hmm. and they will do similar things. Whereas with Miss Intercontinental, it's been so different for so many different years that I didn't know what to expect. And I kind of liked that at the same time. I was kind of like, it was like the unknown and 
I felt really lucky that I got to go with Georgia and C Katrina. I was about to say Katrina, who you're speaking to later, but you're speaking to Georgia. Um, so I just felt really lucky that we all were going into the unknown together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the thing that I was most looking forward to was traveling with them and going to Egypt because I'd never been. Um, what I'm most looking forward to about handing over in September is being on the other side of it. Yeah. I had my first taste of judging in January and I was like, this is great. <laughs> I was like, I can like see everything because with a pageant, like when you're there on the weekend, you obviously see all the group activities, but like you, you just see your individual sort of performance, if you know what I mean, because you're backstage and you don't get to like watch everyone else be on stage and, and do that. You don't get to sit in on their interviews. So for me, judging was like, this is so cool. Um, so yeah, for handover, I'm just excited to be on the other side of it and to be able to be the supportive, calm person that I always want to be at a pageant. Yeah. <laughs> but now I'll have the biggest reason to be because I'm not competing. <laughs> oh, Amazing. Um, how can we find you online? Our final question. We've run over quite a bit, I'm afraid. <laughs> Did we? I just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. Um, my main platform that I use is Instagram. It's my full name, Molly Marie Buckley underscore. I do have a personal Facebook profile, but I keep that for like family and friends as much as I can. So I have a public Facebook page, which is again, just my name, Molly Marie Buckley. Um, but I'm not as active on that as I should be. I tend to just share everything over from Instagram onto it and just sort of leave it as it is. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely a massive Instagram fan. Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. It's wonderful you've given some of it to this episode. Please rock on over to our Facebook or Instagram and share your thoughts. And I would love you to give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, check the show notes or rock on over to our website, pageantlandpodcast.com for more information about the podcast or how you can be a guest on a future episode. Have an amazing day. And remember, you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself. See you soon.